This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I am Matt Stahlbaum and with me I have Chris Johnson, pastors here at East Coast Christian Centers and co-host here on Morning Breath today. How you doing, Chris? Man, I'm great. You know, we're a lot older this time than the last time we did this program together. Oh, son. <laughs> we're both 40 now. Oh, son. <laughs> we're both 40. Yep. You just turned 40 a couple days ago. Yeah, and today's a pretty pretty big day, it's too. It's my wife's birthday today. Yep. Yep. So, birthday week. Yeah, my daughter's birthday yesterday. And wow. Our anniversary's in three days. We've been married 16 years. Wow. And uh, loving it and just really enjoying I heard marriage gets better as it goes, yeah, and it can if you yeah. put work into it, Come and on. the grace of God is on it. Um, it can get harder, too, and we'll hear some of the stuff a little bit later in the show yeah. today, but when you put God first and you keep putting one step in front of the other, it can get better, and I would say that is true today. Mm. Uh, our love, me and my wife's love for one another is deeper and richer than it ever has been. Amen. So. That's the way it should be. That's the way God designed it. And uh, happy anniversary to you and to Pastor Jessica. And happy belated birthday. Or no, it's not belated. It's today. Happy birthday to Pastor Jessica. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Hey, we're so glad you tuned in. Morning Breath is basically a drive-time devotion, as Pastor Matt mentioned. And we take one chapter and we read it and read it at night, read it in the morning. We come to the radio station. We just share what kind of God highlighted on our hearts, which we're going to do a little bit of today. But we've also really felt like the Lord has breathed in another direction that we really feel like is going to minister some life to some marriages today, which we'll give you more information on that in a minute. But uh, Morning Breath is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and we do a lot of great things all across the county. God's helping us build a life-giving church that lasts. And one of the things we want to let you know about, uh, other than just making sure you read the chapter, know what where we're going to be at, you can do that on your app or on the website, is we love to gather as a church every first Wednesday uh, of, the, of the new month to worship the Lord, to dedicate and say, man, this new month, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to go after you. So we do a night of worship or we'll do a first Wednesday service. Tomorrow is really special. We have a first Wednesday service. We have food trucks starting at 5 o'clock p.m. out in front of the Parkway location here on Merritt Island. And then we're going to have just a great extended time of worship and a, spe- uh, a special guest, guest speaker. guest speaker, Todd Mullins. Yep. He comes from Christ Fellowship Church in West Palm. They have 17 locations and about 30,000 people that attend their church regularly every single week. Incredible guy, incredible man of God. And yep. we're excited to have him tomorrow night. Uh, at uh, our church, and so invite you on out to that. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and jump into our chapter because we'll end up running out of time if we don't. Because we're going to actually play one of our other podcasts, and yep. you can find all our stuff on ecc.us or our podcast or our app. And this is from our Flourish podcast today, but we're going to jump into it now. And so, Chris, there is twenty-two. Uh, there is twenty-two. Why don't you read the first eleven, and I'll read uh, verse twelve through twenty-two. I would love your help. All right. I must say to you, oh, read, sir. (laughs) Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any that they wanted as their wives. And then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of their human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry that he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart, 
And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race that I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I have ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. And this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both of them and the earth. So make yourselves an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an open one cubit, high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth and destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has put breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you, Uh, two of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded. Amen. Now, uh, this is a tough chapter, and it's full of sexual immorality and various things like that, but it ends with, Noah did everything just as God commanded them. The story that you're about to hear is a true story. It's a very personal, private story, but it's something that this couple really would like to share so that others could receive healing. It's from our Flourish podcast. We're going to tune into that right now. It's about it's about 16 to 18 minutes long, yep. and it's an incredible story. I was there during these times. When I listened to this, I wept, but mm. I also cheered for joy because I know the end. Check mm. out this podcast from our Flourish podcast. I am happy to introduce to you Nicole Lightsey. Nicole, thanks for being here. Hey, hey, friends. I'm so glad to be here today. Uh, Nicole, can I please get that in a song? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go any further, I am absolutely sure that we have protective wives, mothers, friends listening to this podcast and being uh, protective in nature myself. I must mention that what Nicole is sharing includes details regarding her and her husband, Ryan, and with respect respect to Ryan. Nicole has a full stamp of approval and support from Ryan to share so openly. This is not only Nicole's story, it is their story. And in Ryan's words, he says, and I quote, I want our testimony to give hope to any husband and wife that may be going through the same or similar situation and know that there is light at the other end of the tunnel. God is a miracle worker. And if our story can help at least one family, then I want Nicole to share it. Because if God can do what he did in me, it can be done for someone else. End quote. Wow. Ryan, we thank God for you and the transformation he has done in you so that you can be used in healing other kingdom-designed marriages. Yeah. Thanks, babes. We just love you. Amen. Nicole, you know that today we get the privilege of discussing things that we just don't get to talk about every day. 
And I have to tell you, I have an immense appreciation for conversations like the one we're about to have. We get the freedom of skipping the small talk and diving in deep. And while small talk is part of our culture and it can help break the ice, we all know it's just not very deep. Today we're going deep. And I believe that's exactly where Jesus wants us. Because to be honest, it doesn't get much deeper than Jesus. During his time on earth, he frequently cut to the nitty gritty, to the heart of the matter. He asked hard questions that delivered conviction straight into the hearts of men and women. But he was not critical. He did it all with compassion, which helped the hearer become curious about their own attitudes and beliefs and to initiate a life changed by an experience with Jesus. Luke 5, Jesus tells Simon to put out into deeper water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. We can relate to this in our own lives. If we are not catching or laying hold of all that God wants for us, could it be that we haven't fully surrendered to his call? Perhaps we haven't invited him in to the depths of our beings. I mean, God created us, but he's gentle and humble and won't force himself into our situations. But when we can be honest with him and ourselves and confess, hey, I've tried and my way just isn't working, but because you tell me to do it your way and go deep, I will do what you ask. So if we want to catch all that Jesus wants to have, we must go deep. And that's where we're going today, Nicole. So, Nicole, can you please give us some history on your relationship with Jesus when you came to know him and call him Lord? Yeah, so I didn't grow up in the church, but um, I frequently attended with friends as well as my grandmother. Um, I was definitely curious, and I remember admiring friends who were involved in youth groups and tagging along to some of their events. And um, the first time I remember um, accepting Jesus into my heart was at a youth event, and um, I was baptized along with some other friends. And then um, I had the great honor of being baptized again after Freedom Retreat alongside my husband. So that was a really special, special time. Freedom Retreat, yes. Freedom is a small group where uh, people are able to release burdens and baggage and bondage, whether previous or um, present. That's what you're referring to. So you were yes. baptized at the end of that retreat. Yes. I didn't yep, know that. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, would you say that Jesus was at the center of your life and marriage? You know, looking back, I think I would have told you that he was the center of my life, but not the center of our marriage. Um, I would have been wrong. I wasn't putting him first at times. I was resistant and I was pouty about some of the hard stuff that life had to present. Um, but thank goodness for growth and hard work. And if you ask me that same question today, I could absolutely tell you, he is our foundation. He has totally transformed our marriage. And I wouldn't be sitting here today talking about this great victory in our lives if it wasn't for that. Great. So you, you're happily married. You're going to church. You're doing life. And then tell us what happened. Yeah. Um, it was like the rug had just been pulled out from under me. My whole world was absolutely rocked. Um, we had had some marriage and marriage struggles. And, you know, what couple doesn't? Most of the struggles were communication related or our in inability to communicate really. Um, I used to, and I still sometimes do struggle with confrontation. So often there was things that I should have spoken about, but I would bite my lip. And Ryan, he found himself um, not wanting to hurt me or hurt my feelings. So there were times where he'd keep quiet about things that he should have been addressing. So there was a whole lot of little unresolved issues that were coupled with some old garbage that we had both drug into our marriage that um, just piled up. But I never thought that any of these things were more than a bump in the road, growing pains, um, 
Ryan had always been such a wonderful husband and father. He was so loving and attentive. He made me feel absolutely appreciated. I told myself that every couple had troubles, and um, this was just something that we had to walk through. And uh, I was fortunate to have a husband who was so dedicated to his family. So we just continued to press on. All right. So having some unresolved issues, like you said, everyone has unresolved issues, but you love each other. He's a good husband and father. Um, you're pressing on. Did things get better? Uh, as you can imagine, just ignoring things eventually catches up to you. And um, our marital tra- troubles, they just kind of came to a big fiery explosion at the end of 2015. Um, we hardly ever fought. Again, communication issues, right? Uh, but on the on New Year's Eve uh, 2015, we had a big nasty blowout. And when we woke up on January 1st, we agreed that we both just really needed some room to breathe. So Ryan went and stayed with some friends for about 10 days. Um, it felt like the longest 10 days of my life. Um, I knew that this wasn't the answer, but what I didn't know then was that Jesus was. We needed to invite him into the middle of our mess. So we resolved things the best that we knew how because we weren't there yet. <laughs> and things really seemed to improve. Ryan came home, life marched on. Um, and then during the summer of 2016, we decided we were going to try to have a third baby. Um, we got pregnant pretty quickly. Shortly after um, that, things began to shift again, though. I noticed that Ryan was becoming distant and withdrawn. He just wasn't my Ryan. He was working later. He wasn't engaged in life at home. He would choose to do outside acti- activities um, over family things, and he was quick to anger. Just He was just off. Um, it was a really lonely time for me. I was confused as to why God would allow this baby uh, to be conceived if our marriage was still in trouble. Ryan was depressed, and I knew it. I just didn't know how to break through that darkness to help him. I spent so much time in prayer. I had Bible verses written on cards that I had taped to the walls all over our house. Um, I paced the floors of our home, speaking life into our marriage, casting out the darkness, um, standing on Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. I was pleading with God to bring my husband back. Uh, Ryan would drift in and out of the fog, and sometimes he was more present, and I'd get a glimpse of the man that I had married, and then just as quickly he'd slip away again. The closer we got to the due date of our baby girl, the more himself he seemed to be. Mm, um, I like that you know you're saying that you you have these unresolved issues, and you didn't know how to help him. You knew he was depressed, but you are praying. You are standing on scripture. <laughs> yeah, and you can see him drift in and out, like you say, but you're still standing on the word. So you you appear that you're faithful in prayer, and so Ryan was turning kind of to his normal self, you're, you're starting to say. Yeah. Um, so April 2017 came, and um, I gave birth to our beautiful Harper Joy. Um, having a newborn in the house is such a magical time. And we were all just so absolutely enamored with the baby. Our life really felt like ours again. And Ryan was so attentive and tender as I had recovered. And I saw the joy in his eyes. And I settled into that happiness and just took a big sigh of relief. And then May came. Um, Ryan called me on a Tuesday afternoon to say that he was coming home early from work, that he had been feeling really sick to his stomach and he was having some unusual, um, severe stomach cramps. So he came home, and by about 8 that night, we knew that we were going to need to take him to the ER. 
So we headed up to the hospital, and they did some blood work and some scans. He was admitted, um, and the doctors discovered that he had a punctured colon. So um, they wanted to admit him and monitor and determine their course of treatment. So this was, I don't know, gosh, probably about midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I kissed him goodbye so I could get home to our babies, and um, he reassured me as I walked away like he always did. I just didn't want to leave. And he said, babe, I'm not going anywhere. So um, the next day came, and I shuffled our big kids off to school as quickly as I could. I was eager to get back up to the hospital to be with my husband. I spent the entire day at his side. Uh, the only time I left was to go pick up our big kids from school. I brought them back up to the hospital with me. And at the hospital, uh, the doctors were treating him with heavy antibiotics and moder- monitoring him, excuse me, monitoring him closely. Um, His organs had been dangerously close to shutting down because of the toxins that had been released into his body, but they wanted to give the medicine a chance to work and to aid in the healing in his body, and we were hopeful to keep him out of surgery. So that evening, um, it was May 16th, 2017, and I kissed my husband goodbye. I lifted our little baby. She was one month old, out of his arms, and I uh, anxiously ushered most of my family out the door. So as we walked to the parking lot, uh, my Facebook messenger dinged, And I had a message from a girl that I didn't know personally, but her name was one that I quickly recognized. Uh, About two years prior, I had expressed some concerns to Ryan about her and some interactions that I had felt were inappropriate. Everything inside of me just knew this was not a message that I needed to open and read with my three most precious gifts in tow. So I waited. I put my babies in my van and I drove home. Uh, Behind me were my in-laws and behind them were my parents. Um, Everyone just wanted to help and to be there with us during this difficult time. So got home, and I pulled into my driveway, and with shaky hands and a tired, overwhelmed heart, I unloaded my baby, and I shut the door for the big kids, and we made our way up to the front door, and I noticed right away an envelope. It was white, and it was tucked politely underneath of a plant that was sitting by my front door. It had my name written on it, Nicole Lightsey. So picked it up and I hurried our kids into the house and right behind me was my father-in-law. He had brought us dinner. So I excused myself and uh, said I needed to use the restroom and I slipped into our bedroom so that I could open that little white envelope that would forever change my life. I didn't recognize the handwriting, but I recognized the name that was signed at the bottom. It was hers. Um, And my brain just refused to process the words as I was reading. I've been having an affair with your husband for the last two years. The Facebook message was from her as well. She said, I have pictures of us together if you need to see them. She had also included her phone number and a request for me to call her. I was shocked and numb and empty. Um, I put the letter in my desk drawer and I opened my bedroom door and was immediately intercepted by my mom who had come to drop off milk for our children. So I hugged her and I thanked her as I normally would and not showing the slightest sign to her or anyone that my whole world had just been shattered. I had to, I had to walk out into our house and be a mom to our children who were just worried and fearful because their daddy was lying in a hospital bed. That, and I was just so completely overwhelmed with shock that I didn't know what else to do. Thank you for sharing that with us, Nicole. I mean, that's pure mom fashion to find out such, you know, shocking news and, your in-laws are there, your mom's there, your kids are there, your whole family's there, the only one's not there. 
is your husband who's laying, you know, fighting for his life with a punctured colon in a hospital bed. Yeah. And instead of <clears throat> you even confiding in anyone just for a hug, for a, oh, look what I just found out, like, someone help me, you just shove all that aside and you're like, okay, what's for, like, thanks for bringing dinner, like, let's right. start eating. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, I think it was a big combination of just being in complete shock. And like you said, I went into mom mode. I knew that my babies needed me and that they were scared. And I couldn't walk out and add to all of that uh, fear and angst. So I put on a smile and acted normal. I totally commend you for that. A lot of uh, Adults, I think, tend to put children in situations that are adult situations. And so I commend you for shielding them and protecting them. But I have to ask you, I, I know this story has a redemptive ending. Um, what, in the beginning, what made you stay and just not say, uh, look at what I just found out, you know, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. This just isn't worth it. Uh, well, you know, from pretty early on. I knew that I was going to stay. Um, I certainly didn't want to at first. The pain was intolerable. I couldn't even look at Ryan. Uh, when we would talk, I could feel this physical rage burning inside of me like a wave of heat. It would start at the top of my head, and it would ever so slowly make its way down to my toes. I couldn't imagine how our marriage would be saved. But God, he called me to stay. He began to do a work in me. He was softening my heart and reminding me of the promises he had whispered to me one Sunday morning during worship more than a year earlier. Um, as I raised my arms in worship and the tears streamed down my face that Sunday morning, I heard him more clearly than, clearly than I had ever before. He said, you're going to be all right, and you guys are going to be all right, and you're going to have a baby girl, and you'll call her joy. And in that moment, and in that mess, I told him he was crazy. <laughs> As the days passed and I pressed more um, into our Heavenly Father, I just knew. I knew I wasn't ready to give up on Ryan. I didn't want to start my life over. I wanted my husband back. I wanted to take back what the enemy had stolen from me. I wanted the promises of Psalms 44. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And I began to feel less like God let this happen to me and more like he was shaping me into a weapon a weapon who wouldn't lay down and let the enemy devour her and her husband. I wasn't about to let Satan's influence end another marriage. I love that. That is so precious. We have to end this story here. I want you to know, though, this story does have a happy ending. And in part two, we're going to discuss the practical steps that Nicole and Ryan had to take together. If you're listening and you're being impacted by brokenness in a relationship— or you want to know what a restored relationship is like, the first thing I would encourage you to do if you don't already know him is to begin a life with Jesus or recommit yourself to him. He's waiting for you to ask him into each and every area of your life today. He created you. He created relationships. He is the only one that can change you and your relationships. Now, Romans 10, 9 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. I would like to lead you into a prayer that does just that. All you have to say right now, right where you're at, is simply repeat these words. God, I need you. 
I am tired of doing things my way. Help me to start doing things your way. I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Fill the emptiness in me with your Holy Spirit and make me whole. Lord, help me to trust you, to love you, and to live a life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133 for more information. That's 452-1060 or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Wow, just riveting uh, and heart-wrenching stuff. But you know what? That's where God shows up, right in the middle of the mess. And tomorrow, we're going to hear an incredible conclusion to some of that. We encourage you to tune in. And I love that, you know, there at the end of that, that we were, we were given the opportunity to pray and to just call on the name of the Lord. That's exactly what Romans 10 says. And so if you prayed that prayer, we would love to just encourage you. Man, you are now... A follower of Christ. You are his child. And the next step that we want to encourage you to take is to just start coming to church, to start growing in your faith. We would love, we have groups, small groups where you can learn about your faith, learn how to study the Bible, take very important next steps in your journey with Christ. And so we'd love to connect you however we can. Reach out to us, call us at the church, go to our app, go to our website, um, all sorts of great things that you could do. Anything you want to say about that, Pastor? Yeah, Matt? I think uh, one of the one of the things is when you receive Christ, or maybe, maybe somebody listened to this and uh, you know, you already know Christ, but you're in the middle of that mess. Yeah. What you need to do is continue to take steps forward. Yes. God doesn't just, you know, save you just to leave you in, in the condition that you're in. His grace has actually helped you grow. And so you can grow by by joining a local church, as you mentioned. Yep. We'd love to have you at our church, but, you know, say you're not around 
Central Brevard County. Find a great local church. Find a community of believers. Begin to read your Bible. Join us in in Morning Breath, reading your Bible every day and and different things like that and connect that way. And and then there's a small group you mentioned, a freedom group. We have those twice a year. Incredibly life-changing. They'll help you. They'll help you gain freedom in areas of your life. But uh, even if you don't do any of that, just know that we're loving you. We're, we're believing God for your best, that you would take steps forward. We're standing with you. If you need anything, call our front office. Our, our phone number is 321-452-1060. We look forward to hearing the second half of the story tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you. Peace. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.